You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. The talk giant of North Alabama, and this is Right Side Radio. I am Phil Williams, your host. Glad to be with you. And like the man said, endeavoring at every turn to be solid, conservative, and just plain right. Listen, we, we, we've spent a lot of time uh, talking to you about Otter Creek Farm. i got to tell you guys one more time. I was actually talking to the folks from Otter Creek this morning, all right? And, uh, and, and, and literally... That is one of the coolest places in Alabama. If you're not familiar with Otter Creek Farm, you got to check out their website, ottercreekfarmstead.com. One of the top wing shooting destinations in the state if you like to hunt pheasant or quail. It's also a wedding venue. Hundreds of acres of manicured uh, grounds, beautiful facilities, overnight stay accommodations. And listen, the culinary staff, they will cook for you like you would not believe. I mean, I'm not talking like a little bit. I mean like gourmet this is this is a classy facility. You, you'll you'll see it on the website, and you'll know exactly why Donald Trump Jr. Sto- chose to stay there last year. Why it's been featured in Garden and Gun magazine. Yeah, one of the best kept secrets of North Alabama. OtterCreekFarmstead.com. Check them out. Well, listen. Um, so government overreach appears to be the rule of the day lately. Um, you know, we had we had a good thing going there for a while. I know, I know, I know. Some of y'all are not getting mean tweets from President Trump now. It's a big, big deal. And, 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 and I thought it's important because, you know, mean tweets, they, they're just, they're just, they do no good for anybody. But the policies, the policies, that's what it was about. And if you couldn't see past the mean tweets to get to the policies, well, then you're part of the problem now. And, and, I, and I've said this before, I, I know that there are people out there that are well-intentioned who became what I call never-Trumpers. And so I, I've known some who were never-Trumpers from the day he got elected, and they never let go of it. And they never could see the fact that our economy was thriving. They couldn't see the fact that our international relations were at an all-time high. They couldn't see the fact that we had uh, nations around the world who were suddenly aware that we were serious about uh, foreign policy, that Iran was on its heels, that China was not getting its way, and that, that literally we were economically... Um, stronger, but we were also energy independent. The border on the south was closing, and, and we, were, we were getting immigration under control. Uh, social policies that were, being, that were running rampant under Obama and are now running rampant again uh, were being shut down by the Trump administration. Federal regulations were being repealed at a rapid rate. Those are policies. Those are things that come out of an administration. Voting makes a difference. And the very idea that some people couldn't see, and I, I'm not, not going to say, this is not, by the way, this is not going to be a whole hour of, I wish Trump was still president. Do I wish he was still president? By God, yes, I do. But what I'm, I'm not saying here is, woe is me, I have to live in the past. I'm talking about looking to the future right now. It's going to be important, and I said it in my earlier monologue, that state legislatures take a stand. And I'll tell you one of the stands that I've really appreciated most recently was done by uh, um, Senator Arthur Orr, who's actually in this listening area. Senator Orr, um, out of Decatur, uh, sponsored and got passed Senate Bill 267 in this most recent legislative session. Have you heard about it? If you haven't, you need to. Because Senate Bill 267 is exactly the kind of thing that legislatures at the state level need to be doing all over the nation. Senate Bill 267 is the reason why you don't have to have a vaccine passport in Alabama. 
Well, pray tell, what is a vaccine passport? A vaccine passport is literally this documentation of some type that you have to show in order to be allowed to have government services or to be able to go into a business or to have your kids go to school. And it ain't right. Now, let me just step back and say, I am not anti-vax. I'm not, all right? I'm just not. Anybody who wants to hang that on me is, is literally choosing to use it as a straw man. And, and the other day, Copper said that that's one of the, uh, Copper, wouldn't you say, yeah, you did. You said that one of the tricks that the, the, the liberals tend to use most often is the straw man front for that's every right. argument. Yeah. And, and, and so don't do it. I'm telling you, I'm, 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 I'm robbing you of the straw man right now that Phil is anti-vax. I'm not. But what I am saying is your civil liberties should be enforced no matter what. There is no such thing as a pandemic that then violates the opportunities to live under the constitutional rights that you are granted by virtue of your citizenry in the United States. And so Senate Bill 267, literally passed by Senator Orr, uh, said exactly the things that I think legislatures in every state capital should be putting into law at their state level. It is saying point blank that it prohibits the issuance of a vaccine passport by any government entities. It prohibits the government entities from requiring individuals to receive an immunization as a condition for government services. It prohibits institutions of education from requiring additional vaccines as a condition of attendance. And it prohibits businesses from refusing service to an individual based on that individual's immunization status. Let me tell you where it's going in some states right now. In some states right now, if you want to go to a movie theater, you're going to have to show your vaccination card first. In some states, if you want to put your kids in school, they're going to have to provide proof of a vaccination first. Now, I know some folks. I, I talked talk to one just earlier today. I, I know this person. I've known her for many years. She is a deeply conscientious, godly person who I respect greatly, and her opinion means a lot. And she has chosen for her family they, they, they do not believe the vaccina vaccination is the way to go. It's a conscientious, well-thought-out decision. And they know what they're doing. And their eyes wide open. And they get it. And should somebody in that position then be required, required, to have to go do that thing which they conscientiously object to on faith-based grounds or upon any other grounds for that matter, and have to have it in order to be allowed to go to a movie theater, or have to have it in order to have their children get the education that their tax dollars are paying for, by the way. And no, they shouldn't. And I think one of the most interesting aspects of this bill, Senate Bill 267, which Governor Ivey signed into law after the legislature passed it in May of this year, is that literally it says that an entity or an individual doing business in the state may not refuse to provide any goods or services or refuse to allow admission to a customer based on the customer's immunization status. Hey, Copper, were you, were you aware, by the way, that... Um, that private businesses cannot refuse you service based on your immunization status in Alabama? I didn't, but I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, and I think that's, I don't think the word's getting out really well. I think there's so much pressure right now through public service announcements and through the mainstream media and the constant hammering and hammering and hammering of this thing. Oh, the vaccination. Oh, the Delta variant. Oh, death and woe is me. Oh, you know, the end of times. It, it, just, it just seems like at every turn, they are determined to beat us over the head to the extent that whether you believe in vaccinations or not, people are getting sick of hearing about it. But then the idea that in some states, you're going to have to show your papers. You hear that? Show me your papers. 
you there, stop, show me your papers. And you're going to show your papers to be allowed to get the most basic of government services. I mean, so what could be an example of a government service? Pick one, Copper. Pick, pick something that the government does for some people, maybe not necessarily you, but some people that you would want, not want to lose. Hmm. I mean, the police. Okay. How about the police? Let's say the police are getting a call to, uh, and it's not necessarily a, 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 a full-on like emergency, but you get called to your house and they stop at your front yard and they say, I understand you're here to report a robbery, but uh, we need to know, first of all, do you have your vaccination status card so that we can see that? <laughs> Can you imagine? I can imagine it. Oh, yeah. Because what about people who potentially are potentially getting COVID is obviously way worse than getting shot to death. Well, there is that. Yes. Um, I mean, the way they describe it, though, I'm pretty sure gunshot wounds are less intrusive than COVID when they're describing the Delta variant now. Oof. But um, and, and there's some there's some interesting stories about the Delta variant right now, too. I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. But w- one of the things that, that I could also see happening is um, you are a Medicaid recipient, which, by the way, roughly 26%, I believe, of the state of Alabama is enrolled in some form of, of Medicaid. And Medicaid, if you're not familiar, is the state-level medical uh, provider, all right, insurance provider. And so there are roughly a quarter of our population in Alabama is enrolled in some form of Medicaid. Can you imagine being told... Uh, Medicaid benefits will not be allowed unless you have first uh, provided proof of your um, vaccination status. Bam. I could see it. In some states, I bet they're going to do it. It's the carrot and the stick. It does not need to happen that way. But all said and done, the other side of this, though, is businesses. So I get asked all the time, and I I had a friend, I, I think I mentioned this on the show last week. I had a friend text me and say, I'm really concerned about them knocking on my door and asking for my vaccination status. So let me tell you, legally speaking, where you are right now. And by the way, I'm not your attorney. I'm not just giving you pure legal advice, but I'm telling you what I have researched and I believe that I would tell my own family. And that is, first of all, if they knock on your door, you do not have to answer their questions if you don't want to. If you want to, go right ahead. If you don't mind sharing your medical status with them, go right ahead. But you have just as much right to share it as not to share it. That is your God-given right. At the very least, you, you have that right as a U.S. citizen. But you also have that right because we have laws called HIPAA. It's a federal law that allows uh, privacy as to your medical status. And yet they're going to knock on your door and ask. All right? The next question I get asked all the time is, all right, well, but, but, uh, but listen, I saw a restaurant that said that uh, uh, mask mandates are enforced in this facility. Well, this particular law didn't bind them from masks. But the next question is usually, but I haven't gotten vaccinated. Are they going to ask me for my vaccination? Am I not allowed to shop there anymore? Am I not allowed to go to a movie there anymore? Do I have to provide proof of where I can eat there? What, what, what's the deal? And no, Senate Bill 267 passed into law, and they cannot, they cannot prohibit you from having services in a business that does business here in the state of Alabama. Now, what if they're a cross-border business? What if they're an out-of-state business like a, like, you know, like a McDonald's chain or, or like, you know, like a, a, a broad movie theater chain that has, you know, every, doesn't matter. The law says an entity or an individual doing business in this state may not refuse to provide any goods or services, period. End of story. And that is the law of the state. No one has challenged that in court that I'm aware of. It appears to be still good law, and I do not think that it's going to be overturned. 
I think the states have a right to do this. And this is exactly, thank you, Senator Orr, this is exactly what state legislatures have to be doing because you can see the encroachment coming. You can see the federal government thinking up, hmm, how do we make it more? Hmm, isn't it funny that now the Delta variant is more deadly than, than what we've ever seen before? And yet the world was going to die last May. But we, we did get a vaccine. And the vaccine is, you know, touted as being effective. And yet now if you're vaccinated in L.A., you still have to wear a mask. So uh, like, were they fooled? I don't know. But there's a lot of folks in L.A. that are ticked because they went through the process of getting their shots and doing all the right things only to be told it didn't matter. Now they have to put on a mask. Yeah. Well, you have rights. In Alabama, you have a few more rights because Senate Bill 267 got passed. We got a lot more coming, y'all. Mm, man, I don't even know where to begin, Copper. I got stuff. We got paper. I got printouts. I got research. We got Dale Jackson coming on bottom of the hour. We're going to talk about what Huntsville City Schools have been doing, and we're going to talk about what the government's been doing in Alabama, even still. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We'll be right back. This is News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, W. News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, the News Talk giant in North Alabama. This is Right Side Radio with host Phil Williams. That's me hosting for you for the next uh, hour and a half, what, two hours. We've got uh, we've got plenty of time left to unpack things, and, and we're going to continue to be what I constantly say is solid, conservative, and just plain right. Hey, listen, uh, I'm going to go ahead and take a call real quick, and then I'm going to unpack some more about this uh, issue of uh, vaccinations being compelled and papers being shown. I think Jacob from Huntsville is on line one. So, Jacob from Huntsville, Phil Williams on right side. What you got, man? Well, first off, you're doing an excellent job. Really appreciating your show and, and listening to you guys. You guys got good reasoning for the most part. Thanks now, for that. the area of confusion that, that I have is, almost a muddled gray area because businesses have the right to refuse service for basically whatever reason that they want to like correct me if i'm mistaken here yeah generally speaking a business can refuse service now now listen here here's here's what i would say the the law that i just talked about senate bill 267 it specifically says you may not refuse service based upon a customer's immunization status or a lack of documentation regarding immunization in other words when they come in the door uh, if you know, I mean, do you own a bit? Do you have to tell me what it is? But do you own a business yourself, Jacob? No. Okay. All right. Well, nonetheless, you you shop somewhere, you go to eat somewhere, so you you've, you've frequented a number of businesses, I'm sure, in the Huntsville area. Um, and and sure. all that to say, if you walk in the door and they they say, uh, "Listen, we are only serving people who have a vaccination card. If you please get your vaccination cards out," they can't do that because the law now says they cannot do that. Now, generally speaking. If you're considered to be a, um, a hazard to others, if you walk in, you start creating a ruckus. If you uh, walk in the door and demand things that they don't sell, uh, you know, what, 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 what can they do? As a business owner, they have a right, generally speaking, to refuse service. It's when you label the reason that you get in trouble. So if you label a reason that infringes upon someone's constitutional rights, or in this case, you violate a, a you know, fully legislated 
and, and much vetted uh, bill that says you cannot ask their immunization status, you as a business owner are putting yourself in peril. All right. So, Jacob, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate you calling in. Um, and I hope that added some clarification to it. I am saying that, yes, business owners do have rights. I get it. Uh, in this particular case, what the law now says is no one can ask about your immunization status as the basis for which they will choose whether to serve you or not. Uh, and government services certainly can't be provided based upon that status. Senate Bill 267. Hey, listen, one of the things that just happened, though, in the state, and this is fresh off the press, by the way. I'm looking at a, a story that just came out in the last couple of days. Uh, Alabama's military base is the first in the U.S. to require vaccination proof. Oh, but Phil, didn't you just say that they can't require that? Well, federal installations do have some differences, all right? So state law may not always apply to some folks who are federal, uh, federalized or federal uh, employees or military personnel. Uh, and in this case, I'm sure you're questioning, all right, we're a military town, but I thought, I thought military bases weren't going to do this, that the Biden administration, un, un, you know, uncharacteristically, uh, uncharacteristically, I say that, uncharacteristically said they would leave this as an option. Well, that's true. They did. Well, the base commander, the post commander at, uh, uh, Red, at Fort Rucker has decided that this new rule will apply to uniformed personnel. That it's the first military base in the entire continental United States to re allow leaders to check the vaccination status of those in uniform. And the, the, like I said, the rule applies to uniform personnel. Civilian employees on the base, the order says, must be taken at their word. But then as a caveat, unless the supervisor has good reason not to take them at their word. What in God's name does that mean? So they're going to go start checking and see, well, I think you're lying. Let me see your papers. Oh, well, Fort Rucker's a huge base. 5,000 service members assigned there. A big part of the wiregrass economy. And even though the Pentagon has issued overall guidance for maintaining readiness and personnel safety, I'm telling you right now, it's growing, and individual commanders are allowed to ask for or issue their own guidance. And the post commander at Fort Rucker, Major General David Francis, well, he wants proof of vaccination right here in Alabama. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, my brethren, Dale Jackson, joining us after the break. We'll be back right after this. CNN, 